Let's talk about some players to stash for the fantasy playoffs. So the first person I want to talk about is Isaiah Pacheco. Unfortunately, Pacheco went down with a shoulder injury. Apparently, it's the same shoulder that he had surgery on in the offseason, and he may actually go on IR. According to coach Andy Reid, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire will be the first guy to get a crack at the starting job. He'll probably get first and second down work, and we'll see Jarek McKinnon get work on passing downs. We all kind of know the history on Edwards-Hilaire. He's a first-round pick that really has not panned out. He's only averaging 3.5 yards per carry this year, and for his career, he averages around 4.3 yards per carry. So I think he's probably going to be a volume-based RB2 slash RB3, but even then it's a bit of a gamble. He really hasn't been that effective as a starter. He's rostered in about 41% of leagues, so if he is available, he's definitely worth picking up. As for Jarek McKinnon, he's actually missed the last two games of the groin injury and is going to return this week, so he may be eased back into action, which will probably propel Edward Zolaire a little bit more. McKinnon is always a threat to score out of the backfield, and he'll probably, like I said, keep his role on passing downs, but it wouldn't be surprising to see him get a little bit more work on early downs as well. He's rostered in about 37% of leagues, and I think he's definitely worth picking up as well. It'll be interesting to see how this backfield shakes out after this week. He may end up being the lead guy if he plays well enough. Pacheco leaves behind 17 and a half touches per game and that has to go somewhere and down the stretch the schedule is kind of middle of the pack. They play Buffalo, New England, Vegas, and then Cincinnati. Next on my list are a couple of pass catchers in Jacksonville with Christian Kirk going down with a groin injury and ultimately requiring core surgery and landing him on IR. There's going to be a huge void to fill in Jacksonville. Parker Washington appears to be the guy that's going to get the first crack at the number three receiver role in the offense. He ended up catching six passes for 61 yards and a touchdown last week. He also had 51 return yards, and I think he's probably going to end up being the guy in all three wide receiver sets and should man the slot. A lot of Washington's value is contingent on Lawrence's ankle. If Trevor Lawrence is able to suit up and perform at the same level that he has been, then Washington should have some value down the stretch, especially in PPR. If Lawrence isn't healthy, then Washington will have to be downgraded. He's a six-round rookie, and it's crazy to think that before last week, he had zero catches. So he's only rostered in about 5% of leagues, and I think he's worth a look if you're looking for a WR3 with upside. The other receiver in Jacksonville I want to talk about is Zay Jones. Zay Jones has been battling a knee injury all year, and he really hasn't quite been himself. But last week, he caught 5 of 8 targets for 78 yards, which was the season high. Calvin Ridley has really come back to life over these past few weeks, and I think his role as the number one receiver on the team is pretty secure. Um, I think Jones could be the number two receiver on this team. It would not surprise me if he ends up playing close to 90% of the snaps. Down the stretch, they play kind of a mixed bag. They play Cleveland, then Baltimore, and then Tampa Bay and finish off in Carolina. Next on my list is Jonathan Mingo. Jonathan Mingo is a second round pick, and I think the Panthers are going to start to give him a real look. Chris Tabor does not seem too interested in playing favorites, whoever's producing or needs to be looked at, he's going to play. Mingo's season has been pretty inconsistent, but over the last two weeks, he's gotten 16 targets, and he's caught 10 of them for 129 yards. With the Panthers' season lost, I have to think they're going to take a look at their younger players. Think about Adam Thielen. From weeks 1 through 6, he was the WR14 in PPR, and from weeks 8 onward, he's been the WR41, so it seems like he's being phased out of the offense as well, and it wouldn't surprise me to see Mingo get more work as we get closer to the end of the season. The Panthers finish up the last four games against New Orleans, Atlanta, then Green Bay, and then wrap up in Jacksonville. So they should be chasing points in all of these games, and I think Mingo has a good chance to have some WR3 juice. Next on my list is Chase Brown. Chase Brown had the best game of his rookie season, rushing nine times for 61 yards last week. He was on IR with a hamstring earlier in the year, but he seems healthy now. And I think if slash when the Bengals do get eliminated from playoff contention, they may give him a look. 
Joe Mixon restructured his deal this year, and this could be his last year in a Bengals uniform. It seems like the Bengals want to see what they have in Chase, and if he balls out, he may be the back of the future. At this point, he's just a handcuff to Joe Mixon, but the Bengals do have a pretty good schedule down the stretch. They go up against Indy, Minnesota, Pittsburgh, and then KC. Last on my list is Darren Waller. Darren Waller's been on IR since week 9 with a hamstring injury, and he said he's been running routes, and it sounds like he may make a return in week 15. If he's healthy enough and can hold up, I think the Giants will bring him back. Tommy DeVito has looked somewhat competent over the last few weeks, and I think if Waller can find his way back onto the field, he might have a chance at producing. I think he's worth stashing just because of his upside. Those are some players to consider stashing ahead of the fantasy playoffs. Thank you so much for watching. Please subscribe and let me know your thoughts on who you think we should stash in the comments below. Oh, 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 oh,